Welcome to the Primary Source Podcast. My name is Tom Bober, a school librarian in the suburbs of St. Louis, Missouri. This podcast is here to explore how primary sources can be used in K-12 libraries and classrooms. We'll dig into resources and teaching strategies, talk to educators who are utilizing primary sources, and supporters of educators who curate these incredible items and use them in their work. Well, we are here kicking off season three of the podcast, and you may have noticed that season two ended ended a little abruptly, and that is because I decided that I needed to take some time off from the podcast and some of my other extra activities just for some personal health reasons, some wellness reasons, and that ended up being an awesome decision. And as the school year came closer, this coming this school year that we're already in right now, I had to revisit that question. Do I want to continue with the podcast? Do I want to continue with some of the other things that I'm doing? And after those few months of really focusing in on myself and my personal well-being, I was ready to dive into this and other venues that really grow me and fulfill me, along with all of the great professional growth that I get from working with students and teachers in my library at my elementary school. So here we are back for season three, and we're starting out with a bang because we're starting out with an incredible librarian that I'm sure that many of you know, and that is Amanda Jones. She is a middle school librarian in Louisiana. She is currently the president of the Louisiana Association of School Librarians, but you probably know her best because of First of all, the great advocacy work she's doing, the great tech work that she does with her students, but also because she was recognized as a 2021 School Library Journal Librarian of the Year. And if you've followed Amanda Jones and you've or heard her speak or followed her work, you're going to know that that accolade was well-deserved, along with all kinds of other amazing accolades that she has received as well. You can find her online and read about those. But what I want to share with you today is a conversation that Amanda and I just had that looks back at late winter, early spring, when she reached out to me for some help with a lesson involving primary sources that just wasn't working the way that she had hoped. We got a chance to collaborate, which was a lot of fun, and she had a chance to revisit that lesson with additional groups of students. So we're going to break this down in our talk. And I think it does a really nice job of revealing some of those trickier nuances that come when you're incorporating primary sources into student learning. Some of the things that maybe initially, if you're just starting out with doing this, that you don't always think about just because you haven't had that experience yet. And we were able to come together and take really some amazing pieces that she had and I was able to make some small and a couple of larger suggestions in making some changes and I think she and most importantly her students were really happy with the result. I hope you enjoy the listen and glad you're joining us for season three of the Primary Source Podcast. Amanda Jones, welcome to the Primary Source Podcast. Thank you for having me, Tom. It is so good to see you, my friend, and hear you. 
And, um, you know, we're going to kind of do a little jump back in time because I took a little hiatus off the podcast. But we had a fun interaction this past spring. And at the time, I was looking back and I had our email and I said, we need to do a podcast episode over this. So yes. we're going to revisit now. Yeah. And I'm happy so, to revisit, Tom, because I had a lot to learn from from this lesson. Did you? Yes. Well, we're going to ask. We're going to talk about it. Okay. We're going to talk about all of it. So, so you contact me, contacted me last spring about a lesson that included specifically primary sources. And I, the one piece I remember is things had not gone super well. So can you walk us through a little bit of the lesson and kind of what it was about so that the listeners can kind of get an idea of what was going on? All right. And so I'm going to preface this with the fact that I was so proud of this lesson before it started. I was so proud of it. Um, so we did, we were, and I don't remember at the time, I want to say it was, maybe it was at Women's History Month or I don't know, something was happening, some type of celebration. That was, there was a reason why I chose um, NASA and women in space and that was the whole theme. But what we did was we first read the book Hidden Figures, the picture book, and um, we read the, the book Hidden Figures and then I displayed a series of four photographs, primary source documents. One was a picture of the NASA human computers. Then we looked at a picture of Katherine Johnson, a picture of um, Sally Ride, and a picture of Mae Jemison. And as we went through it, we were looking, I was asking questions. What do you see? Describe what you see. What's happening in the image? What people and objects are shown? How's everything arranged? Um, getting them to describe the picture. And it was just, I see this, I see that. And it was just, there was no enthusiasm. And then after we examined all of the photographs, and I believe, and I tried different things with different classes, because I was like, okay, let's try Jamboard. And we'll put our thoughts on Jamboard. And some of them did sticky notes, and some of them were just, just a discussion, because I kept trying out different things, because it was, they were so unenthused. Um, and uh, after... After they, we looked at the series of the four photographs, primary source documents, um, they broke up into some groups. We did some more discussion. And then they looked at the Endeavor, uh, Spatial Endeavor in 360 degrees. And um, I think that I think that was about it. We had, they went and checked out their books. And that, it was pitiful. It was just really pitiful. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I mean, sometimes that's what you can fit in, right? I mean, we're all under that time constraint. And I know that you, I've seen so many of your other lessons that you've shared out and you reached out to me and you said like, this one's not working. Was there anything besides that lack of enthusiasm that you were seeing or hearing that made you realize this is just not what I wanted it to be? Well, I could tell, like normally I get excited and I was excited initially and then, but you know, you feed off the excitement of the kids. So as the day progressed, I just kept dreading the next class coming in. I was like, oh, it's just getting worse and worse. And, uh, and I kept trying to retool it and it just kept getting worse. But no, they just the look, it reminded me of uh, in Ferris Bueller, that teacher did Bueller, Bueller. And I, nobody, by the end of the day, kids weren't even like responding. They were just staring at me with blank looks. It was really bad. <laughs> so you reached out and you were like, yeah. what went wrong? Yes, I needed, um, I needed your help. <laughs> it was awful. And you were, and you I think we did a pretty quick turnaround on this as far as just like you shared out with me pretty quickly, like, here's what I did. And I remember a lot of, of what you're saying right now. I think that I don't know that I realized you were retooling on the fly as you were going through during that day. But um, 
I got the general idea. And you had shared, here's the images I used, here's the book I used, and I was able to see everything. I think you even shared the questions you asked I me. I think I like, did. You put it all out there. I was like, tell me, oh, Master, what am I doing wrong? Tell me, <laughs> well, help I, me. I, I don't know about any master mastery that I have, but I definitely had ideas. I definitely had opinions. And um, I know that one of the things that I talked about was this idea of using a, and I don't know what you ended up using out of my ideas, to be honest. With Your you. exact idea, like everything, talk. everything. And Ever, just took, yep. took every, all my word is gospel. And you're like, let's just yep. do it. Yep. So w one of the things I suggested was taking one of these pictures and putting it at, at as kind of the, the kickoff, right? Because there was, in my mind, it was a great picture. Yeah, it was, and it was it the one with the, there were all these uh, science or there, no? Tell me a little bit about the picture. So the yeah. picture is um, it's the NASA human computers, and so it's actually I'm going to pull it up and look at it while I'm talking to you to describe it so I can remember. So it's the it's a black and white photo um, of the NASA human computers. It's a in front of the pressure tunnel building taken in the 1950s. And um, it's, do you want me to like, describe what's in the picture? Like, Yeah, go okay. ahead. I think that's great. So it's, it's about, I don't know, I would guess about 50 people, majority men. So majority, all white men, and then from what I can tell. And then um, one row of women, and all of the women are white. And then Katherine Johnson, one black woman, standing to the, to the, all the way to the right on the bottom. And so it was this picture, and it just... Um, it's really the kids notice differences immediately of like if that picture is can you because the first well the first thing I said was how do we know this is not a modern day picture besides the fact that it's a black and white photograph mm -hmm. and oh they went there with everything it's all men it's all white people it's all um they talked about the clothing choices too which I hadn't even thought about they're like all the women are wearing skirts and we don't have to wear skirts and, uh, you know, they, they noticed a lot of things, but I showed that photo first and I used a lot of the questions that you had sent me, um, which were, um, who are they? Like guessing instead of what do you see? Like I wanted them to make guesses. So, the, mm -hmm. you know, like who are these people? Um, why? Or instead of saying, oh, you see all of these men. Okay. And then moving on. Why are there all these men? Why are there so few women? Like, so I changed the question to get them to think and their response, like the whole activity changed just from, just from changing it from posting that picture first and changing the way I asked the questions, the way I rephrased the questions, the answers changed. Everything changed. They were not bored. They I, were inquisitive. I think the one thing that I loved about that photo was that there was so much mystery to it. To me, at least, right? Like, as, as a casual observer who comes in knowing a little bit, but not everything by any stretch, like, that looks, there's there's this mystery I want to know. So I think a lot of my questions that I was suggesting to you were really based off of, well, if I were someone looking at this fresh for the first time, what kind of things might I be wondering about? Mm -hmm. What kind of things might I want to think deeper about? And so, yeah, asking those types of questions essentially are just encouraging students to verbalize probably some of the stuff that's already going on in their head that they haven't um, necessarily said aloud before. But I think the other thing that is was great about that, hopefully, putting that first, is when you read that, that picture book, which is a great picture book, 
but then to me it when the then when the kids go for if they went from the picture book to then that photograph it's like oh well i have half of my answers already yeah because the the picture book did this great job of like giving all this contextual historical knowledge of that place in that time and um and so yeah my my suggest one of my big suggestions was just flipping that and letting the book essentially answer the questions that kids maybe are having already and it did and it was before when it, I was reading the, the book first and then asking the questions and it was like they they things are like they had already been answered some things had already been answered like you said the other way now they're inquisitive and they want to find out and they wanted to read it and they wanted to see what happened and they wanted to know more about Katherine Johnson whereas beforehand I had read about her and they're like oh that's her yay <laughs> but you know this right. time around they're like who is that lady and then we read about her and it's it was different it that one little that one little suggestion was not a little suggestion it was a game changer and so I will do that from now on when I pair primary source documents with picture books. I wonder too, and I feel like I've seen this sometimes and there may be no way to like kind of collect this evidence that it actually happens, but I wonder sometimes how a student will listen to a picture book differently after having that experience where compared to if you just like came into the library, sat down, okay, we're going to read this book and you just start reading. Like, I think it's got to be a little bit different. There was more interest um, because they, the photo piqued their interest, so then they were paying attention. Where before, mm-hmm. I, maybe I showed them the cover and they were like, oh, okay, and then I started reading and then they just zoned out. But this time, they wanted to find out. There was a defi- definite difference. I th- and I think, it's, I think it's, I mean, personally, sometimes there's a, a, a time to, like, zone out listening to a picture book, right? I mean, it's okay to do that. Um, but I, what I hear you saying is maybe there was like some more active listening that was happening Yes. with this one. Yeah, they were definitely yeah. more actively listening. And you could see like things clicking in place. And then you could see like other questions that they had. Like they were, and I'm like, just a minute. And they'd raise their hand. And then so eventually I stopped and I would let them ask questions. Because I didn't know. I was like, should I just keep reading it? So we did different I'm things. for your different... students raise their hands. No, they, yours don't raise your hands? <laughs> Well, the little ones don't. I'm in an elementary school. I know you're in a middle school, but my elementary students, the little ones, sometimes are just like belting it out. You know, they just they get so jazzed well, up to share. They probably weren't they all raising their hands. There. They probably weren't all raising their hands, but they <laughs> they were giving their input. Okay, they were asking questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. No, I love it. I love it. Um, I've got to ask one other question about, and I'm looking. I'm pulling up my suggestions that I made to you too. I'm looking back at this email that we sent back and forth with each other. One other piece that I threw out there as an idea, and I don't know if you used it, but I'm wondering if you even got a chance to look at it at all, was an interview with Katherine Johnson that was from the American Archive of Public Broadcasting that I had found. Did you get a chance to look at that? Yes, they did. So, okay, so the way I did originally did the lesson, I read the story, we looked at the pictures, we did some discussion, they checked out their books, we moved on with life. The way we, when we retooled it, after I retooled after talking to you, I showed the first picture, we read the story. Um, I then, uh, I had three other pictures, but I took one out at your suggestion, the picture of Katherine Johnson out, and I just did, the, I showed Sally Ride and Mae Jemison, and we talked about that leading into the Endeavor, and you had included some other questions about the Endeavor and all of that. Um, but then, so 
their what they had to do was they um I gave them links to the endeavor and then the interview that you sent and they checked out their books and then we came back and discussed for five minutes before they dismissed yeah so like they did it on their own time like they looked at the and listened and looked and then they checked out books and then we all came back together before we dismissed and had a discussion about it and the great thing was they go that's her that's the real her and because I know. a lot of them had seen Hidden Figures, the movie, oh, you know, yes. so they were like, that's the real her. <laughs> that's what they could say. And, there like. is, and there's something about, too, seeing it in a picture book that's illustrated wonderfully, but there's like a little bit of, in my mind, there's always a little bit of distance there. So mm-hmm. if you can see um, the actual individual, uh, that can make it a pretty powerful experience and especially when it's like that which was a an actual like video of her being interviewed sharing her stories um which was really cool and she was older in the video it wasn't like from back in the six you know it was older she was older and they were like oh it's some time has passed and um so they 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 talked about how she put you know in the book things happened but they're like and then she did so much more and and her life and like they had even more questions that I really didn't know. Cause I probably should have studied up on Catherine Johnson's later life more. Um, but they, it, it changed a lot that the, the hearing her talk and mm-hmm. seeing her and then even like the older version of her and uh, you know, it was powerful. She was talking too about, I remember, and I know this has been months, but I still remember her talking about like her upbringing and, basically how she connected with um, mathematics and, and how her family was supportive. And then, of course, she talked about that time with NASA. And then, as you mentioned, you get this this hint of, of depending on how much of that video the, the students were able to watch, but you see kind of what happened afterwards for her. She, in a pretty short period of time, encapsulates a big part of her life, which was uh, a neat way to kind of take in a primary source and use it to inform even more it's you know i wasn't even thinking about this at the time amanda but in a sense there's like all this building of knowledge that was happening like you've got this photograph and kids are left with questions you got the book that starts to answer some of those questions but like you said they probably have a few more that come from that and then you watch this video and again it adds this another another layer about uh Catherine johnson but then probably still they're left with more questions. It also, there was a layer of, um, they wanted to know, they wanted to discuss more about um, how Katherine Johnson and what she did helped Sally Ride and Mae Jemison. And before there wasn't a connection, mm-hmm. they saw them as three complete different individuals that did their own thing. But after listening to Katherine Johnson, they were like, and she was an influence on the later women in NASA or just people, anyone in, you know, but they, they focused on the women aspect cause we looked at mm-hmm. two women and um, they were like, you know, we talked about would, would Sally Ride's journey have been different? Would Mae Jemison's journey have been different? Had Katherine Johnson not been so integral into the NASA space program? It was re- it was, it became a really great lesson. Like I'm going to do it again this year. Um, it was really great. No, no, that my lesson was crap. Your lesson was great. <laughs> you had all the pieces there. And this is what I think sometimes can happen. I've been, I, this has happened to me too. It's like you put something together. It's got all the pieces, but 
it's not necessarily in the right order, right? Like I can get the best primary source and the best secondary sources and all that. And I can even have good questions, but if I don't have that kind of full learning experience, this is where I think kind of the art of working with primary sources comes into play because you can science it up all you want, you know, as far as like finding the right things and reading the right pieces, but putting those in the right order and really kind of playing out how are the students going to react? How are they going to, you know, and you're naming things that they did that honestly I didn't even anticipate when I was making my suggestions to you. So it's it's kind of this, you know, best guess game that the more you do it, the better you get at it. But then still you get these wonderful, like you're giving me pleasant surprises that I didn't think about. And it's really, it's uh, what it, last year was my, um, I really wanted to focus more on primary. I mean, we always teach prim as school librarian, we always talk about primary source documents, but I love the way you pair it with picture books. And I really wanted to try that more last year. And that was my first foray. And I was so upset, disappointed, but you, you gave me that feedback, like within, I, I swear it was like four hours. And I just completely retooled it for that next group that came in two days later or a day later, whenever it was. And it changed because I was going to give up. Tom, if you hadn't written me back, I was going to give up. No, I'm glad I wrote you back. And uh, but it, it, it's and so now it's made me rethink how I want to do all these other lessons with primary source documents and how it, you're, what you said was correct. You have the pieces, but sometimes they just don't fit. And which also brings me, I always say we're always better together, you know, because mm -hmm. like something I don't see, you saw, you know, and then maybe something you don't see, I see and we all share. And it just right. helps us grow when we share and we ask each other for help. I think that's, yeah, I mean, totally true, which is why, honestly, uh, I know somebody's probably going to listen to this and say, oh, well, obviously, uh, you know, Amanda Jones sends you a message. You're going to go ahead and answer her. But I, I get I get messages from educators, librarians all the time asking for resources or ideas or something along the lines of what you did, which is like, I tried this and it didn't work the way I thought it was going to. And um, I love answering those things. It's, it's kind of a low, yeah, it's like a, it's a kind of a low risk for me, right? Because I can like give you my two cents and, and hopefully you try something. And if you don't, that's okay. Like I'm, I feel okay about that. But I love the, the camaraderie to be able to reach out to someone and say, oh, I need to ask this person about this because they're going to have something to share with me. So I'm glad you reached out. I, um, I get a lot of I get a lot of questions, too. Like people email me and sometimes I have no clue how to help. But when I do know how to help, I love giving my advice and my two cents because it, it makes me feel like I'm like really doing something there. <laughs> well, Amanda, I am glad that I responded to that email from you and i'm glad that then when i came back to you and said hey would you be a guest on this podcast that you said yes to me so i want to thank you for making us all better together and for joining me today on the primary source podcast thanks for having me i think it's important to not only share our successes but our failures <laughs> so because that's how oh, we you know that's how we learn and grow i a hundred percent agree <laughs> i usually only do that in small group settings not on the podcast so but I, I definitely do it. I definitely do it. I 100% agree with you. Amanda, thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Tom.